Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here you go. Here you go. Serious. That's the nothing personal word of the day. It is Thursday, December 21st, 2023. I'm a little low energy today. It is my least favorite day of the year. It is the winter solstice, which means that it's the shortest day of the year. And I'm a light guy. I am a light guy, but I like, actually, that's a triple entendre. I like daylight. I don't mind visiting places. I've been to places where it's dark, you know, 20 hours a day or 21 hours a day. It is depressing. Love visiting places where it's light 22 hours a day. Like you go to Alaska during the summer and watch Little League at midnight. I'm in. But starting tomorrow, every day gets longer until despondency returns June 21st and every day gets shorter until December. So since June, I've been watching the energy get sapped away. And this time of year is even worse because everybody's on vacation, at least in their brain. And it gives people in business an excuse not to respond as fast as they normally do, not to get anything done. Hey, we'll, we'll talk after the break. We'll talk after New Year. Well, I want to get something done now. New Year is 10 days away. And then right after the new year, people say to you, I'm just getting back. Don't, don't bother me on the second or third. I'm just getting reacclimated. Then all of a sudden you're up to the eighth. Hey, we got MLK day coming soon. Let's not get any work done. I'm not saying that people need to be all in on Thursday, December 21st. I guess I was like that at school where vacation's coming up, you're getting so excited that you don't focus, except my professors always gave tests right at the end, so you had to focus. It's a great way to do it. Anyway, what were we talking about? I'm totally focused, totally full of energy because we have quite a show in front of you. We're starting with Sirius, and I don't mean the satellite radio company, Sirius XM. I'm talking about a word that our friend Andy Martino used, who works with SNY, Baseball Insider, and he had some insight for you about the top free agent on the market. And baseball's offseason has been like a sputter. Every once in a while, you get a drip, drip, and then a flood of Otani water comes out, like the dike has been broken, shattered, and then all of a sudden, empty, back to drip. Everyone's waiting for somebody. We thought we were waiting for Otani, but that contract was so ridiculous. We're not waiting for Otani. I guess we're waiting for Yamamoto. Every day, the pitcher, you've heard of him, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the 25-year-old, nothing personal. We've talked about him. But yesterday, there was major movement. Because Steve Cohn, the owner of the New York Metropolitans, is in the process of making a very serious offer. Hmm. 
I'd like to tell you what a very serious offer looks like. Take out a piece of paper. Let's say we take out a Nothing Personal, if you're watching this on Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel, or if you're listening, just know I'm holding up a pad of my Nothing Personal with David Sampson notebook, note paper. I'm gonna make a very serious offer. I'm writing one right now. Hello. Okay, now I'm gonna show it. This would be pretty serious. It says, hello, 13-400. Is that a serious offer where you do hello with an exclamation point and say 13 years, $400 million? That seems sort of serious. Hold on, let me see if I can amend that to be more serious. Here I go. I'm gonna be very serious now when I show this to you. To be or not to sign, that is the question. 10 years, $500 million. Woo, that's a serious offer. All right, let me see if I can make a jocular offer. What would be a jocular offer? Oh, here we go. I've got it, I'm writing it down. Actor. Okay, this is an, not a serious offer. Did you hear the one about the rabbi, the priest, and the actor? One year, 20 million. What do these have in common? Is it the prose? Is it the way I write it? Is a serious offer when you put something on team stationery? Dear Mr. Yamamoto, it is our pleasure to offer you the following contract, which by the way is exactly how we start offers. Dear Mr. Reyes, it is our pleasure to offer you the following contract subject to a physical six years, $102 million. That may have been Reyes' contract, I can't remember. Subject to, and then you put the physical in, including a negotiation on the guarantee language, because that's the whole negotiation. The guarantee language is the language that goes in the contract that says when the team can stop paying you if you do certain things. If you do that, we do this. We're so serious here about Yamamoto that we're gonna include an interpreter. Of course you are. We're so serious that we're gonna include trips back to Japan to see your family. Of course you are. We're so serious that we're gonna get you a chef to make whatever kind of food you like to eat in the clubhouse so you don't have to eat that American crap. That's pretty serious. We're so serious that we're gonna give you a little piece of the chop shop business. Uh-oh, can't do that. Do you know what you're not allowed to do as part of a contract? You're not allowed to offer a player anything of value outside of what you're paying him in the baseball contract. Because otherwise, A, it's not legal, but otherwise we're gonna value it and we're gonna count that as salary toward your luxury tax. So it's not like Steve Cohn can say, hey, how about if I give you 100 shares of Meta? That's pretty serious. Well, a thousand would be more serious. I'm gonna give you a 0.25% equity piece in the holding company that I have that is controlling the development of the area around City Field. Nope, that's not serious at all. That may sound serious, 
but it's not because MLB would say no. How about a side deal? How about the old Samson Barry Bond side deal? I like giving him that side deal when he was our coach, keeping it from everybody, including Major League Baseball, knowing that we'd be fine if they caught us because he was just a hitting coach. What's the difference? But if we did a side deal with a player, that would be found out, and then we would risk suspension, expulsion. So I've been racking my brain with Thursday dark energy about why it would be news that the Mets are giving a serious offer. Do you think the Yankees had all these meetings and they're putting all their eggs in one basket because they don't plan on doing something serious? I have a better idea. Do you think the San Francisco Giants, the eternal bridesmaids who did the, the Korean player for five years, do you think that they're being serious or they're being, are they being joking? Farhan Zaidi basically is so all in on Yamamoto that his view is if he doesn't get him, he's a failure. Now that is a very, very bad place to be if you are a president of baseball operations or a president of a team. You never say to your fan base, blank or bust. The Giants have been doing it for a while. It feels like the Dodgers were doing it with Otani. It feels like the Blue Jays were doing it with Otani. It feels like every year when there's a trade at the deadline, there's a team that is blank or bust. We've got to get this guy. You got to have him. Let media people and let fans talk that way. As an executive, you can never say blank or bust because when you talk that way, you better control the outcome. And in sports, you cannot control where a free agent goes, even with a ridiculous overpay. Now, I could say that the Giants could control Yamamoto coming to the Giants because if he has a $300 million offer on the table, you can say to the agent, here's what we're gonna do. Bring me your highest offer. Show it to me, wink, wink that you have it. And then I promise I'll go 100% over that. You were offered 300, we're giving you 600. If you are willing to pay to the point of night sweats, to the point of irresponsibility, if you're willing to be the Texas Rangers when you're getting A-Rod, then you can have it out there in your market that it's blank or bust. But short of that, you better manage expectations. And for the Red Sox fans out there, and I know there's many of you, almost double digits, so thank you for that in, uh, in the North Mid-Atlantic region. That's not Mid-Atlantic, that's North Atlantic. Just because a player did not have a meeting with you doesn't mean he won't sign with you. There's a lot of talk that the Red Sox did not get a quote-unquote second meeting with Yamamoto. Hell, I signed a free agent without ever meeting him before. How? Overpay. It's the same with the Red Sox. It's not exactly what John Henry does. John Henry may be completely distracted by things that are going on with Liverpool, and there's a lot going on there. But do not draw a conclusion that because Yamamoto didn't meet with you that you're out of it. The only reason you're out of it is when you're not willing to match the going rate and then surpass it. That's it. I want to make another serious offer. I'm going to make a serious offer to Blake Snell. Dear Blake, can you go six? Love, Dave. That seems serious. Oh, you want me to talk money? Dear Blake, if you go six, I'll give you two hundo. 
love not Dave. Unless I had the bank of Dave. All right, anything else in Yamamoto before I move on to another not serious offer? All right, let's go to my second not serious offer. Not serious. Word of the day for December 21st, 2023. When new ballparks are announced and press conferences are had, it is so important to have everybody buttoned up. Who's saying what, when, where, how, and why? For whatever reason, this year, 2023, is going to be remembered by me as the year of the announcement without the completion. It's like celebrating you've done something in anticipation of doing it, but you're so sure that it's going to get done, but you don't know if it'll get done in the exact way it's going to get done, but you still want to feel the way you feel when you celebrate. So you announce that it's done and then hope that people like me don't exist to point out that what you promised was done, in fact, is not done. You think I'm only talking about the Oakland A's? You're right, I got that wrong. Oakland's moving to Vegas. Boy, it's all quiet on the Western front, isn't it? I guess they're focused on a lot of stuff like releasing those renderings hiring people to sell the suites. Hey, what do them suites look like? Don't know, not been drawn. Hey, they've been drawn, that how they're gonna look when they're built? Don't know, don't have that done yet. Where are we playing next year? Eh, let's play at the Coliseum year after, mm, don't know. Tampa Bay, we got ourselves a deal in St. Pete, we're ready to roll. We got the St. Petersburg Rays ready by 28. Oh, you haven't taken the vote yet? Oh, all right, we'll get back to you on that, but we're gonna make a big presser to say we're done. The Orioles, they are good. They have a new lease, everyone in Baltimore, don't worry. The sanctity of the inner harbor remains. 30-year extension, big announcement. Oh, crikey's, it's only 15. Yeah, whatever, we have an opt-out after 15. We just didn't wanna mention it. Why mention that part? We'll let you discover it for yourself. Kansas City Royals, done. Actually, let's choose between two sites we'll announce in September. Hey, it's December, where are we gonna be? Not quite sure, just kidding, not done. It's so good, it's so good. Ted Leonisis, just like two days ago, such a huge press conference with the governor of Virginia, the $2 billion redevelopment, everybody's smiling and jocular arms around each other. They've got great pictures at the press conference. A, it's a, what's it called? Not when you pose, but when Coca, when people take a photo of you and you're just doing stuff, but it's not like, hi, my name is David. No, it's that, it's like you're talking and then someone, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Not a portrait photo, not like, like a be natural photo. Anyway, there's a word for it. I'm having a moment. It's a moment. It'll pass. Any greenies? Audience, do you have anything for me? Something, a little Red Bull? Candid, no, it's not a candid. Oh no, maybe, is candid the one where you're looking into the camera or is candid the one where you're talking to the person next to you and a picture gets taken? The latter, okay. So the candid photo of Ted Leonsis, he's like, he's laughing and you see all of his teeth and you look at his bicuspid and his incisor and he's looking at the politicians and they're loving on each other. And then the state Senator, some, woman named Louise Lucas comes out yesterday and says, hi, 
My name is Louise Lucas. I'm a state senator from Virginia. And anyone who thinks I'm going to approve an arena in Northern Virginia using state tax dollars before we deliver on toll relief and for public schools in Hampton Roads, anyone who thinks that must think I have dumbass written on my forehead. If we had a bigger staff, if we were like Pablo Torre finds out or Meadowlark Media actually gave one rat's ass about us, we would have more people helping Coca because between me and Coca, there was no way that we could write dumbass on my forehead for this part of the show because the people who are the dumbasses are the people who voted for Senator Lucas because I don't want someone representing me. She's a D, which is fine. I'm not telling you to be a D or an R. There is a D-controlled House and Senate over there. Not commenting on that. It is what it is. Great, not great. Have it as you wish. I just don't like voting for people that that's how they talk. I want my politicians to be just a bit more serious. I don't want them to think or to write or to talk that people must think I've dumbass written on my forehead. You know what I would like? I'd like to know how you're building a caucus where your no vote actually means anything. Just give me that. Give me a little info. How about I've gotten a group of people together. We were not informed about this deal. Given the way it's structured at the moment, I do not see this passing and I've got all of the people behind me. That'd be good. Instead, you got like the city council person from St. Petersburg saying, name the team St. Petersburg. And then the mayor says, get out of here. What do you think? I have dumbass written on my forehead. We already asked and they said no. And did you speak to Pinellas County? All right, I changed my mind. Can I get like a giveaway one day a year that says St. Petersburg on it? Fine, quiet, go away. That's how deals get done, is you listen to what everybody has to say, however irrational and ridiculous and self-serving it is, and then you say, yes, 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 no. Yes, 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 fine. And it turns out you get the vote. I don't know what Louise Lucas is thinking, but I know that Ted is not shaking in his shoes because if she actually had a way to block this deal, her statement on Twitter would have been slightly more, shall we say, instructive, informative, lucid. What other announcements happened this year when they weren't really announcements? Was this year that Aaron Judge was announced going to San Francisco? Oh, how about Otani going to Toronto? That was announced. All right, let's, we got to get to the Super League. But you want to do that after the break, Coca? All right, we're going to go to an early break because after the break, we're going to review one of my favorite movies. It's Thursday. And every Thursday for 100 Thursdays in a row, except next Thursday, for 99 out of 100 Thursdays, well, other than Thanksgiving, for 98 out of the next 100 Thursdays, well, I'm probably going to take time in the summer as well. For 96 out of the next 100 Thursdays, we are going to review a movie from my top 100, and we're going to generate what movie I'm going to watch from a random number generator. Last week, live on the air, we generated the big chill, which was number something, Coke, I don't remember what. When we come back, we're going to review it and then figure out what I'm going to review on the Thursday after New Year. Oh, it was number 24. That's a big time movie that we got 24. All right, we'll be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. On a serious note, and this is this is very serious right now. <laughs> All right, do it again. I don't want to laugh doing this, okay? Coca? All right, 4869. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. This is David Sampson. I would like to thank all of you very much for supporting Nothing Personal. And we have been nominated for two sports podcast awards, Best Baseball Podcast and Best Sports Business Podcast. All you have to do is go to sportsbusinessgroup.com and vote, please, for me in both categories. Why? Because being a nominee, it's simply not good enough. On behalf of Matthew Coca, we would like to win these categories and your vote will make the difference. I believe you can vote early. I believe you can vote often. So we shall be reminding you every day from now until January 28th, but don't delay because they do interim votes and interim tabulations where they keep track of who is really getting close. So it's sportsbusinessgroup.com. Wouldn't it be amazing if Metalark screwed up that read for me and it's not sportsbusinessgroup.com as the website? That would be insane if I, if they gave me the wrong. Okay, I think we're going to do a different read. Sportspodcastgroup.com. That's sportspodcastgroup.com. Enter, vote, nothing personal. Thank you. That was serious. All right, the big chill. You're going to say, David, it's too old. I'm not watching a movie from before I was born. And I, I'll say I understand. The movie, I was 15 years old when this movie came out. This is a movie about a group of people who went to college together, who come back and spend a weekend together because one of their college friends died. The college friend who died is played by Kevin Costner, though you never see Kevin Costner. You only see Kevin Costner's wrists and shoes. When Kevin Klein and Jeff Goldblum, who you may know from the commercials or Jurassic Park, you may know Meg Tilly because her sister Jennifer Tilly's in Let It Ride and is a great poker player. You may know Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction or from the paper. You may know Mary Kay Place. You may know Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger in my right hand drawer from Major League. The reason why this movie and this soundtrack, first of all, the soundtrack is timeless. It's all Motown songs. Heard it through the grapevine. Not much longer would you be mine because you can't always get what you want. Every song has to do with what's going on when people get together who have not been together since college and all the things that happen. William Hurt, who has since passed away, is part of this group. And he plays a character who was in the Vietnam War and has a injury from the Vietnam War that impacts the type of person he has become. And the question is, when you see your friends again from college or high school, 
What happens? Are you all different? Are there connections that are made that didn't exist in high school? Are they deeper? Are they more serious? Do you think about the time gone by? The Big Chill, written by Lawrence Kasdan, directed by Lawrence Kasdan, one of the great, he's my guy who did Grand Canyon, and don't take that as a negative. The reason Big Chill is 24 and having seen it again, I keep it exactly there. It's in the top 25 movies I've ever seen in my life. That's how well written it is. And that's how it makes me feel when I saw it when I was 15 and had not experienced that. When I was 25 and was out of school, when I was 40 and having weekends like that, I've interacted with Big Chill at every stage of my life. So I encourage you to interact with it as well because it's not too late. That's sportspodcastgroup.com. All right, Coca, number generator, here we go. This is live, so you see number one through one gives you one. I now put a 100 there. So this is one to 100 right now. I'm hitting generate. What do we got? What's the number? 61. What is that, Coca? There's no way, have we done that already? Oh yeah, I get to watch Apollo 13. Apollo 13 is the Ron Howard movie with Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon and Gary Sinise. What a great movie. Joan Allen, Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, the guy from Twister who passed away. Apollo 13 is my 61st favorite movie. I will watch that and have a review for you after New Year. Okay. Yesterday was a funny day. We have funny days a lot because we love what we do. We love doing the show every day and we're looking at stories and we're reading all the time. Coke and I are preparing. It's just us. We prepare all through the day. We have a rundown with different ideas and he's adding ideas and I'm adding ideas. And then we read different things and then we talk about it at, in the afternoon. Then we talk at night. Then we talk in the morning and we think through, he says, well, what do you think about this? And I'll go through, he said, eh, maybe not for the show. All right, what else? What do you think about that? Yeah, that doesn't really do it for me. Well, you're the one talking about it. Well, this one did it for both of us. Do you remember the Super League and what that created? When I say Super League, what do you say? Like, what's the first thing you think of? The first thing I think of with Super League happens to be Liverpool and John Henry. The first thing I think of is Super League when they were putting together this totally different league to complete to com four, eight, six, nine. The first thing I think of when I hear Super League is a league that is meant to compete with FIFA or UEFA. It's meant to take all the best teams around Europe and create this Super League where everyone's going to make money and they don't have to worry about teams like the Marlins or the Royals or the Guardians. It's like the Red Sox and Yankees and Dodgers saying, you know what, we're forming our own baseball league. Good luck, everyone. And it was embraced by all of these teams when it was announced. It was a huge announcement. And then supporters went bananas. And the teams ran away. It like happened the same day. Super League lasted as long as CNN Plus. Just gone. Prepare, prepare, invest, announce, gone. But like any good thing, you can't really kill it 
because people have egos. And the egos that people have are the people who developed the Super League. And you had two specific teams that didn't disappear when everybody else disappeared. As you may recall, do you remember? They really wanted to stay. No, you don't. Remember Real Madrid? They're like, hey, I, everyone's leaving, but I still like our, ch I like where we are. I think this one makes sense. So what happened is that there was a lawsuit. And just yesterday, the results of the lawsuit came in because what the Super League was arguing is that the reason our league fell apart is that UEFA and FIFA basically violated anti-competitive clauses. It's like an antitrust here in the States. Because what they were saying to their member teams was, don't you dare go to the Super League because if you do, you're not gonna get X, Y, and Z. And that felt unfair. And so the European Court of Justice today, this is yesterday, ruled on that very small part of the issue. Everyone is saying that this ruling that came out, you're gonna read it in all the papers. Super League is back. Super League wins, huge victory in court. All that was decided yesterday is that, this, is that UEFA and FIFA cannot impose sanctions on its own teams to participate in other competitions. If those teams want to participate in other competitions, you got to let them do it without penalizing them. Because to penalize someone for doing something else that doesn't involve you, that feels unfair. So you've got to let your teams do it. That's it. That's all that was decided yesterday. Behind the scenes, it was a bit of a different deal. Behind the scenes, all the teams that had run away from the Super League for all the right reasons, they were never going to rejoin the Super League regardless of what the lawsuit result was in the courts in Europe. It was not something that they wanted to do because if they did, they would have cut a deal to have done it then or in this interim period, they would have cut a deal to do it now. The Super League and A22, who's running the Super League and developing the streaming service that's free to everybody, but you're gonna get all the games and every, all the teams are gonna get all this money, everything's coming up roses. The reason why they wanted to spend money and get this ruling is they thought that it would give teams the cover they needed to join the Super League. But they woefully misunderestimated the reason why these teams who once were in favor of forming it changed their minds so quickly because they realized where their bread is truly buttered. And it doesn't matter that a court says that a league, so let me put it in American terms. A court cannot stop the Red Sox and Yankees from going out of Major League Baseball and forming their own league. That can absolutely happen. MLB would go to court and say that is not fair. And the new league would go to court saying it's not fair that they're not allowed to. The Red Sox and Dodgers should be allowed to leave. Here's what would happen. Every player who plays for the Red Sox and Dodgers would no longer be covered by the Major League Baseball Players Association. They would not be subject to a collective bargaining agreement. They would not have minimum salaries. The second thing that would happen is the Red Sox and Dodgers would have to play each other. And I mean a lot because the rest of Major League Baseball would tell them to bugger off. And so they would have to sell games against each other 40 times, 80 times, 
How about a 120-game season, followed by a playoffs between the Red Sox and Dodgers? But don't worry, we're going to bring with us the Savannah Bananas. And then on top of that, we're going to get the Stanford Cardinals college baseball team. And maybe we're working on this. We're trying to see if we can get the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles. It's preposterous. The barrier to entry for new leagues. You think XFL hasn't tried or USFL, NASL, MLS is trying. We'll get to that in a minute. So this Super League now feels as though with this court victory, which I've told you is pretty small, that they're going to announce what they're doing and they're ready to roll. So they got the victory. They did an immediate press release. We've got 64 teams, three divisions, 14 games each season, seven home, seven away, open competition, league, playoffs, money, fame, fortune, and love. Everything's great. Until you wake up today. UEFA president makes a statement. We're not going to try to stop the Super League. They can create whatever they want. I hope they start their top competition as soon as possible. His name is Alexander Shefferin. How about Manchester United? Let's see what they're doing. Our position has not changed. That'll do it. All right, how about Bayern Munich? It's very clear the door for the Super League remains closed. All right, what about Atletico Madrid? Here we go. The European football family does not want the European Super League. Well, wow, this isn't going very well so far. All these teams at the Super League expected to be part of the Super League because now they're allowed to be because of this huge lawsuit that they just won and called an entire press conference to announce how great it is that they won, that they announced the format of the tournament. Uh-oh, they don't have teams. A court victory that allows you to do something does not make it happen. People get confused by that. I'm allowed to compete with baseball. All right, good luck. I'm allowed to compete with the NFL, and I'm going to do that. Have at it. You will be squished like a bug on a windshield. This Super League and its potential... I just can't wait to see the statements keep coming out. They're going to roll out all day. Right now, it's, let's say, 2.30 in Paris, middle of the afternoon, so about 1.30 in London. All the Premier League teams. We're going to see lots of quotes throughout the day. Maybe we'll mention some more tomorrow. But I do have a, uh, a quick prediction for you, if you don't mind. And I'm going to make it a wait to see. Wait to see is when I tell you something's going to happen. If it does, great. If it doesn't, fine. We're going to revisit it. Here's a wait to see. Goodbye, Super League. Book it, Coca. N-G-T-H. Not going to happen. You know what else is not going to happen? Good old Major League Soccer. This was a good one. That's two soccer stories in a row. Maybe being on Cooligans, which I was on, that just got released on Monday. Check out Cooligans wherever you get your podcast. Great guys. Great, great guys who run that show. The producer, Mike. I mean, he's no coca, but he's damn good. Although they have a really nice studio, Matt, in New York City. 
Really nice. Who's paying for that? Anyway, I digress. So two soccer stories in a row. Major League Soccer did something this week that made me smile. There's something in soccer called the U.S. Cup. And if you know what it is, great. If you don't know what it is, great. It doesn't matter. It's one of those things. It's sort of like the in-season tournament, but way cooler and way more important. It's been around like over 100 years. But it's something that when you own a soccer team, you'd like to win the U.S. Cup. It's a trophy. It's like makes you feel you're closer to Europe where winning the Champions League or the European League or all these different cups, it feels good. And it means money. MLS, Major League Soccer, under the leadership of Don Garber, made an announcement that they are not allowing Major League Soccer teams to play in the U.S. Cup, that they were going to have the minor league teams represent MLS in this U.S. Cup. The U.S. Soccer Federation said to them, thank you, but denied. The United States Soccer Federation announced that it was ruling against Major League Soccer, and that they could not replace its teams with teams from their developmental league. Their statement was, Major League Soccer has requested to allow MLS Next Pro, that's the minor league, teams to represent MLS in the 2024 Lamar Hunt US Open Cup. After thoughtful consideration, I wanna talk about what that means. We have informed MLS that the US soccer staff recommendation which was adopted by the Pro League Task Force, is that the request be denied. <laughs> so MLS made a statement, of course. MLS took this step to remove its first teams because it believes that there are several essential goals and concerns that must be addressed in connection with the tournament including developing young professional players, providing them with greater opportunity to play before fans in meaningful competitions, prioritizing player health and safety, reducing schedule congestion for MLS, and enhanced investment from U.S. soccer. Boy, that's a lot of words, and you know what it means? I'll tell you right now what it means. It means what Don Garber was doing was trying to get a bigger slice of the U.S. cup pie. He was trying, and I love him for this. He was making a play that if you don't give me more, I'm giving you less. But he forgot one important thing when you're doing some leverage use is you better have the power. Because if what you threaten to do, it turns out you don't have the right to do, then the people who you're threatening, should they come to realize that you can't do what you're threatening to do, are not exactly going to give in on any of their positions because they realize that you are all hat, no cowboy. God dang it, Coca. Total mix the metaphor, 4869. Because if you threaten to do something that you actually cannot follow through, the person you are threatening is going to see that immediately and they're gonna realize that you are all hat, no cattle. I think that's the expression. You know what that means. It means that MLS had no way to not have their teams do it. It's a total violation. So now what does US Soccer Federation do? They're not gonna embarrass Don Garber and MLS. They don't wanna do that. But I do think what they're gonna do is give them a bit, a little something, not to reward their bad behavior, because I don't like doing that. Threatening me is not a way to get me to do for you what you want me to do for you. Don't threaten me. 
prove to me that doing what you want me to do can be helpful to me as well. Then I'll do it. So the US Soccer Federation and MLS are gonna have to start working together like adults and stop with these ridiculous things. I'm sending my minor leaguers to the All-Star game. The Clippers have won nine in a row. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. We had the Mavs plus two and a half at home versus the Clippers. The Clippers went into Dallas. And they looked at Mark Cuban and said, are you ready to leave yet? Because we're going to put you to sleep, Steph Curry style. And they did. We're down to seven games over 500. I'm pretty sure we've clinched 500 or above because today is Thursday. So I'm giving you my two plays for tonight. Even if I lose both, which I won't, I'll be five under. And then I got weekend plays. Oh, I'm going to fix it, Coca. Even if I go on the worst streak ever, I'm going to end up at 193 and 192 because I'm getting that wait to see right. I'm finishing the year cleaning the slate above 500, having lost quite a few units. But that said, above 500. We got a football game tonight. We got the New Orleans Saints who are no longer playing Tommy DeVito and the Giants. They're playing the Rams and Matthew Stafford, the Super Bowl champion Rams with the greatest coach in football, Sean McVay, a team put together to have a dynasty. Is that too subtle, that sarcasm? The dynasty talk? Because the Rams were put together to win when they won and then because of what they did and the players they signed and how they signed them, they were not going to be good because they were in violation of the cap. No, it, that, didn't, that joke didn't fly. Saints plus four versus Rams. We're taking the Saints. Tonight, we've got the Clippers playing back-to-back. -back. The Clippers have a bunch of 40-year-olds playing for them. Harden, Westbrook, George, Kawhi. We're taking the Thunder minus four and a half. I called Chet Holmgren, Mike Holmgren on Levitard yesterday, Coca. It actually came out of my mouth. And the number of listeners who didn't know who Mike Holmgren was, it pretty much upset me. Which is why we keep doing nothing personal every day because I'm scared if I don't do it for one day, I'll be forgotten. Forget like if I stop doing it in a year later. Hey, wasn't David Sampson that guy who I heard of a little bit like a long time ago? That's a callback to the big chill for when you watch that. Have you ever thought about that with your high school friends? There are people that you knew for a very little time, a long time ago, and that you shouldn't be surprised when they're not who you think they are or you're not who you think you were or are. Thank you. Hi, my name's David Sampson. Sports podcast. Something. <laughs> Group.com. Those are my picks. Thunder minus four and a half. Saints plus four. To end the week, and we only have three minutes left. I have been working this entire show. I can do two things at once. I don't know if you know that. But, oh, today's not the end of the week. Today's only Thursday. But I have been working this entire show, and I think I've finally done it. I have got a very serious offer for Yamamoto to come pitch for my team. Now, I've given you my offers on my nothing personal pad, but now I'm changing it up. I'm changing it totally. My serious offer is going to be typed. It's going to be typed on special old looking paper like you can buy at the archive museum that looks like Declaration of Independence paper. 
and I'm going to type the outside of the envelope, but inside I'm going to use a quill and ink, and I'm going to write it in that font that no one can read, but we all say we can read because it just looks sophisticated and feels serious and smart. And I'm going to start it with, hear ye, hear ye. Let it be known that on the winter solstice, we would like to make Mr. Yamamoto a New York Met. As part of this, I propose to you the Yamamoto Bill of Rights. And in that script, it will be 10 things that Steve Cohn promises to do in order to make Yamamoto realize how serious he is. And it's about payroll, it's about investment in the club, in the facilities, it's about investment outside of the facilities, it's about the way he runs his hedge fund. It's all of these very serious things about the life of Steve. And then you sign it, warmest regards, Steve Cohn. That's a very serious offer. Yamamoto and his people look at it and they look at the camera and they do an Eddie Murphy in trading places. This is pork, as in bacon. And he looks in the camera like, do you think I'm an idiot? Do these teams really think that Yamamoto or any free agent actually cares about the serious nature of your offer or anything contained in it? They want you to get to the point. Show me the money. The irony, of course, if the Mets do not get Yamamoto and Yamamoto has an introductory press conference in LA with Otani by his side because Otani is only on the Dodgers because of Kobe and Glasnow is only on the Dodgers because of Otani. Maybe Yamamoto will be on the Dodgers because of Glasnow. And what if Yamamoto actually said, this is so good, I was going to be on the Mets, but I thought they were joking because that dinner that they served, it was terrible. It was hamburgers and hot dogs. That's not serious. I'll tell you what is serious. I'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. for the final live show of the year because it's just business. This is nothing personal.